Well, hello everybody. We're here in our studies on the life of David, and this is the fifth one, and we're thinking about David's friendship with Jonathan, uh, Saul's son, uh, and thinking about friendship in general. Let's pray. Uh, we praise you, Lord God, our Father, that you have made us in your image, that you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are relational, and you've made us to relate and to need good friendships and to be good friends. Send your spirit on us now as we think about David's friendship with Jonathan and speak to us about our friendships. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So David and Jonathan is one of the great friendships in the Bible, perhaps the greatest one, uh, but up there alongside Ruth and Naomi, or perhaps Paul and Timothy, or maybe Jesus with Peter, James and John, or perhaps especially with John, uh, who called himself the beloved disciple. As I just prayed, God is relational and loving. Uh, and whether you're single or married, we all need good friends and to relate. Uh, good friendships sustain us and enrich us and bring joy. So I was preparing for this, I came across a study of friendships. Someone had done a study of 140 different studies on friendship uh, and drawn them all together and concluded that friendship has an impact on our health uh, without good friends, it can be as detrimental as drinking too much alcohol or smoking. On the other hand, with good friends, there can be real health benefits as well. And the irony today is that more and more people are so lonely, despite all the social media and thousands of contacts people have. Actually, few people have deep friendships. Perhaps it's the busyness of the world or the mobility that people move around more. Uh, throughout the Bible, there's lots about the importance of good friendship, and I'm going to refer to some verses from Proverbs as we go through today. Uh, but let me start with this one from Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Uh, who our friends are really matters. If we have good friends, it has a hugely beneficial effect on us. If we keep company with people who are unwise, it can have a hugely detrimental effect on us. So we need to be careful about who we develop close friendships with. Uh, let's look then at David and Jonathan. We're in 1 Samuel 18 to start with. 1 Samuel 18 verses 1 to 4. This is after David has killed Goliath. Uh, and he's been talking with Saul. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic, and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. So David has become part of Saul's household and a great friendship begins with Saul's son, Jonathan. Jonathan is already a warrior in his own right. You can read about his exploits back in chapter 14. And Jonathan and David could easily have become rivals, but instead this beautiful friendship develops. In his book, The Four Loves, C.S. Lewis talks about the different sorts of love there are. Uh, erotic sexual love the one that is celebrated by our society above all the others. Uh, storge, a sort of affection love. Uh, filio, which is a brotherly love. And then agape, the Christian love. 
And C.S. Lewis describes friendship love, filio love, as a side-by-side or shoulder-to-shoulder love. Erotic love is much more face-to-face. But friendship, you stand side-by-side as you have common interests and share common goals, so friendship grows. And some of my best lifelong friends developed while I was at university just through doing lots of things together. two of my closer lifelong friends. We were both uh, leaders on the same scripture union camps and led our own college Christian unions and ran our respective cricket teams. And that life intertwined and friendship grew that developed down the many years. So here is Jonathan and David. And obviously uh, being a warrior is part of the friendship. Jonathan shares his uh, that with David and gives him his sword and his bow and his belt. Uh, encouraging David in his strength as a warrior. It's good to tell people what we're good at and develop them. Jonathan shares with David what it is to be part of the royal household. Here's this shepherd boy who's now living at the court and Jonathan gives to David his royal robe and tunic, his clothes to help him fit in more uh, and opens up what it is to be a member of, if you like, the royal household. And I think of friends who've opened up new worlds to me. I think of James who saw that I was a good squash and cricket player and said come and learn to play golf and taught me how to play. He would hit his ball up the middle and then help me find mine when it was lost. Or I think of Tim who introduced me to the world of uh, musicals. I could never understand why he was so excited about musicals. I'd only been to fairly ropey school musicals. And then I saw a London musical and I realised this whole new world opened up. Uh, that Tim had introduced me to. So Jonathan and David develop this friendship that becomes a deep friendship and they share a covenant together. Now normally we think of covenant just within marriage as a lifelong relationship but here is a friendship covenant not necessarily exclusive but they are committed to being friends and supporting each other for the long haul through all the ups and the downs and certainly life gets difficult. As David gets more successful, Saul becomes more jealous and even starts to try and kill David. Uh, There is a real test of a friendship where Jonathan's father uh, has it in for David. Let's pick up the story at chapter 19 and verse 1. Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. I'll go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak to him about you and will tell you what I find out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he's done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and took this oath as surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul and David was with Saul as before. So Jonathan is not a fair-weather friend to David. He is with him in all the difficulties, extraordinary difficulties, they faced. Fair weather friends evaporate quickly. That's what the prodigal son found. 
They were with him when he had lots of money to splash around, but when it ran out, they disappeared too. Uh, there's a lovely proverb about this, Proverbs 18:24. One who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And Jonathan is being that sort of friend to David. He sticks with him even though his father's trying to kill him. He speaks the painful truth to David. Your life is in danger, you need to go. Uh, and speaking the truth in love is part of essential friendship. I never find it easy to say a difficult thing to a friend. I think of one friend I had to say something very difficult to and wondered if it had cost me my friendship. But it turned out that that was actually what made the friendship uh, and developed it to be much deeper. Uh, I like the proverb 27:17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And we can speak the truth in love. I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, Britain's Got Talent auditions or the X Factor auditions. Some of them are amazingly gifted and some of them are truly terrible. They can't sing a note in tune and you think, didn't they have any friends? Couldn't anybody have told them how hopeless they were? We need to speak the truth to our friends in love and we need to stand up for them to others as David, uh, sorry, as Jonathan stands up for David to his father and mediates a renewed relationship. We all long for those sorts of friendships. I think the TV show Friends has been so extraordinarily successful uh, because we long for friends as the song has it at the introduction to that uh, show I'll be there for you we long for friends who will be with us no matter what but growing these friendships isn't easy it takes work and we have to be real with each other we have to be vulnerable and David and Jonathan were certainly that with each other we can impress people with our strengths we only really be able to feel people's love for us when we're more vulnerable and real with them. And in general, those of us who are men are not nearly as good at that as the women are. Uh, but all of us need to be real and vulnerable if we're going to discover true friendship. And then you find out who is really for you. And that is wonderful. Well, even though Jonathan had brokered a sort of peace between Saul and David, Saul very soon becomes more hostile to David and is definitely determined to kill him. Uh, chapter 20 is all about this. I won't read the whole chapter uh, of how David has to flee, but let me read some of it to you. Chapter 20 from verse 12. Jonathan said to David, I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, that I will sound out my father by this time, the day after tomorrow. If he is favourably disposed towards you, will I not send you word and let you know? But if my father intends to harm you, may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I do not let you know and send you away in peace. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. But show me unfailing kindness, like the Lord's kindness, as long as I live, so that I may not be killed. Do not ever cut off your kindness from my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord call David's enemies to account. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his oath out of love for him, because he loved him as he loved himself. So Jonathan goes off to find out from his father what he really thinks about David. And Saul's anger flares up. 
uh, verse 30, Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan. He said, you son of a perverse and rebellious woman, don't I know that you've sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and the shame of the mother who bore you? As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Now send someone to bring him to me. He must die. Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Jonathan asked his father. But Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. Then Jonathan knew that his father really did intend to kill David. And so Jonathan finds a way to tell David and they have to part. A very emotional parting. The end of chapter 20 verses 41 and 42. Uh, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together. But David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying the Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back to the town. It's hard to see how their friendship is going to pick up after that. There are no mobile phones to keep in touch with each other. And for the next few chapters, David is hiding in the caves while Saul is trying to pursue him to kill him. But even in the middle of that, Jonathan finds David, chapter 23 from verse 15. While David was at Haresh in the desert of Sif, he learnt that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him to find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I'll be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained there. This is extraordinary, Jonathan's friendship for David. Quite remarkable. He's prepared to sacrifice himself for David. You would have expected that Jonathan would become king after Saul, but Jonathan recognises that God has chosen David and anointed him, and he's happy with that. He's happy to play number two to David's number one. A bit like John the Baptist with Jesus, where John the Baptist says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Or the way Jesus himself treats us, John 15, 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this to lay down his life for his friends. And Jonathan sacrifices himself for David, his friend. And alongside that, this wonderful phrase in verse 16 of chapter 23, Jonathan helped David to find strength in God. We need friends who encourage us to go deeper in our Christian faith not just friends who listen to us and share interests with us, but folks who will take us to God and encourage us to go deeper as Christians. And for that, that's why our prayer triplets and formations, our small groups are so important. People you share on teams with at church uh, or in other places. But we need to learn to help encourage each other in our Christian faith, as well as just sharing our interests. So what do we make of all this? What do we make of this remarkable friendship? Well, it tells me I need to put more effort into maintaining and developing my friendships. Our society tells us to put all our efforts into sexual romantic relationships. But whether we're married or single, we all need good friends. We need to be wise about who we let close to us. Some people will drag us away from the Lord. 
uh, and we need to be careful about how much time we spend with them. Uh, but the best way to develop good friendships is to be a good friend, uh, to share people's interests, to share things with them, to encourage them, to stick with them when things are difficult, to listen to them, to speak truth in love to them, to stand up for them to others, to put yourself out for them, to help them draw strength from the Lord. All the things we've seen that Jonathan does for David. And when I think about what a wonderful friend he was to David, I realise how far short I fall in my friendships. I haven't put enough effort into maintaining them. It might be relatively easy when I was a student and life wasn't complicated, but as life gets busier and the demands of family and work grow, it's very easy to take friends for granted. And we need to work at them and maintain these friendships. Let me finish uh, with the verse where Jonathan and Saul parts at the end of chapter 20, verse 42. Go in peace, says Jonathan. We have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord. We need friendships where the Lord Jesus Christ is right at the heart of our friendships and to encourage each other. Let's pray that God will guide us into those sorts of friendships. Think of that proverb that says, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We thank you, Lord, for friends who've been good to us and encouraged us. But most of all, Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you that you are the friend who sticks closer than a brother. Will you fill us afresh with your spirit that we can be a better friend to others? And we pray that you would be gracious to us and help all of us to develop really good, healthy friendships that last and sustain and enrich us down the years and where we can encourage each other to stay true to you. And we pray these things in your great name. Amen. Just as I finish, let me advertise a book by one of my friends, Vaughan Roberts, who's the rector of St Ebb's Church in Oxford. He's written a book called True Friendship, quite a short little book, but really helpful with very good questions. Uh, if you want some questions to talk about in your groups, you could ask, why is friendship so important? What stops us from building better friends? You might find it helpful to be real. How many good friends do we actually have? How can we encourage better friendships in our church family? Uh, what can we do if we realise we've got lots of companions, but few real friends? And how good are we at maintaining friendships? Those sort of questions. And I pray that alongside discussing and praying together, there will be friendships that grow. May God bless you as you talk together.